Welcome into Scoop Du Jour, Marcus Lattimore, a guest I have been so excited to have on the show, former South Carolina running back, um, South Carolina legacy, if you will. You got into coaching, player development. Now you're leading the next generation of student athletes as a mentor, and you're a fellow podcast host. So podcast host to podcast host, I have to thank you for being here, but how was that introduction? Was it good or do I need some work? Uh, I might need to hire you. Um, no, that was great. (laughs) That was great. Thank you for having me, Jordan. Uh, I, you, you, the, the name of your podcast is so, so interesting. Scoop du jour. Do you like that? I I love it. And it, jour with your name, right? Yes. That's what it goes with. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Um, you're, yeah, you're one of the first people to comment on it uh, who's been a guest. Obviously, people who are friends and family um, have picked up on it, but it's kind of fun because we're getting the scoop with all of the guests going beyond the game, which is, you know, kind of cliche, very cliche. But I want to get the scoop about like life and advice and who you are. I think, especially you, everyone knows or most people know you for what you did on the field, but there's so many things you and I were just talking off the mic that you are doing and have done off of it. So we'll get to all of those things. Um, But I think who you are probably started on the field. So I am curious about that. Um, I want to talk about so many things, but I am curious for, for you football is, was it always who you were? Was it always a passion? Was it, something you knew you would pursue forever? Or was it just something you were really good at? Oh, man. Um, when you grow up in South Carolina, in rural South Carolina, there's not a, there's not really a lot of uh, avenues to explore. There's not really a lot to do. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a lot of open space and we have a lot of grass. And um farms uh but there's really not i mean it's not like being in new york city or atlanta mm-hmm. or la it, it where, where i mean possibilities by the time you're four or five years old i mean you've been exposed to so many different things football was is kind of like etched into south carolina um my brother played everybody around me played it, it wasn't really a choice uh it was as if if you're a boy uh and you're not on the field and i mean like what what the hell are you doing you know it, it that's really how it is in 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 rural south carolina so um it, it you learn to love it because that is what you're doing like sports in general not not just football i mean we had obviously had other sports but football is king football is religion um in in the south and i embraced it i embraced every part of it um i do remember this this anytime i'm asked a question about my past i do remember the first time i got uh hit i do remember that contact and at that time i knew something was unnatural about it but it was it was like a it was a moment it was like okay am i gonna lay down or i'm go- or am i gonna get back up you know it, it was it yeah. was one of those moments it was just like i'm gonna continue to keep doing this and it's just like your brain is almost reconfigured at that moment when you take that first hit and it's like okay and then you learn to love it i mean like i i love I love action. I love contact. I, I, I learned to love every bit of it. And, I mean, heck, there's only one way to play the game effectively. And I mean, that's that's violently, you know. So, I mean, it's I learned to love it. It was it's been a part of my life ever since I've been six years old. And um, I was blessed and fortunate enough to play it for 17, 18 years. You know, not a lot of people get to play after high school. And I got to do that. And a lot of people get to play after college and I got to experience that. So uh, football is etched into me, you know, like even before, I mean, I was named after Marcus Allen, 
Uh, my dad oh. told me that. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's in me. It's in my dad. It's in my family. It's who we are. So you played at this iconic high school in South Carolina. Like you said, it's just part of the makeup of growing up in the South, really. Um, Burns. And I, I told you I have had a funny story for you, um, but I didn't tell you until we got on the mic. So um, in 2000. Eight, Burns played St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh my goodness! In Fort Lauderdale, and you know I oh. went there. Did you go there? I did. Uh, and okay, I still have. <sighs> go ahead, go. You go ahead. I just I you played in that game. You, it was at Lockhart Stadium in South Florida, which is is and was a soccer stadium. So it wasn't at St. Thomas because it was such a big game, and St. Thomas Aquinas. For those who don't know, is an incredible high high school football program in its own right, but it doesn't really have the capacity to host these big games that uh, the team is often part of. Um, So anyways, it was at the soccer field and um, you played in that game. My dad still remembers your presence Mm. in that game. And anyways, I just thought that was so cool. Like what a full circle moment. Here we are. St. Thomas, that game, they had, I mean, at least nine guys in the NFL. That that team was on, on, unbelievable. On, yeah, James White. I mean, like super, just super bowl champion, uh, Giovanni Bernard. Like, I mean, you could just go down. I, I believe Joey Bosa was on the team, but he wasn't even playing that game. So, I mean, okay, it was so just, he's younger than me, and he was so he was probably if I was a freshman in high school, then he was, you, you know, younger than that. <laughs> Golly, I mean. I, I got to be honest. I still, when that game comes up, I still have nightmares about it. <laughs> I I do because I I never want to blame myself for why we lost. Like I because I don't I just don't believe in that philosophy that one player uh, can lose a game. But I mean, I fumbled like I think I fumbled twice that game, and it it just. Anytime somebody, anytime somebody bring up you, you want to know something funny. Anytime somebody brings up that game, I try to redirect the conversation as fast as possible. I'm just like, no, I don't want to talk about it because we had them beat. We had them beat. We we had we had a really good team, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was yeah, St. Thomas number one versus number two. It was a huge game. I remember that. Can, okay, well- can, cannot forget that game. We'll redirect the conversation, but we have to bring it up. <laughs> it's full circle, you know, like conversations like this are, are kind of cool because the world works in a neat way. Um, we were talking about another connection we had and um, we'll shout out Mike Yuva because hopefully he's listening to uh, your fellow, your fellow he, podcast. He's like, a, he's like a celebrity in Colombia. I don't know if you know that. Um, Yeah, because I follow him on everything and now he's back in his hometown. But I mean, you know how you know someone's a celebrity? Because, okay, I went to college at North Carolina, the real Carolina. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Okay, but, okay, you and I can both agree on this. How good is Bojangles? There is nothing, there is no seasoning for the fries on earth like Bojangles. There's Period. like it's just the best. So to have something named after you, which Mike Yuva does, right. um, for those who don't know, he has a sandwich named after him, the Yuva. I mean, that's that's celebrity status. Forever. Yeah. For forever etched. I mean, it's like I mean, he deserves it though. He works his ass off. Like the dude for is real. The I know. Dude is relentless. I know he works so hard and it's, it's cool to see things like that. Like, and, and people who work really hard, it's, it's cool to watch that payoff. Um, especially when it's people that, you know, and care about. So back to you, you worked really hard and it paid off. Um, you talked about South Carolina. Did you always know you wanted to stay in South Carolina? I know now you're not living there and I do want to get to that, but did you know for college ball you wanted to stay in the state, or how did your recruitment process play out? No, n- not at all. Not not at all. You, you you obviously feel the rivalry. I mean, no matter where you go. I mean, even if you're not a football fan in South Carolina, you're going to feel Clemson and the 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 mm-hmm. gravity of Clemson and South Carolina pulling you. Um, 
I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was a fan of players more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I would always watch LSU and I love how they ran the football. Obviously, Alabama. I mean, watching Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram ever since they've been in high school um, and seeing them play on that stage. That was enticing. Uh, my brother was a big Florida State fan, so I, I paid attention to them a little bit. I never really got into the got into SC or Clemson, but you know, as you as I got older and my first offer, those were my first two offers: Clemson and South Carolina, and then just just everybody else. But it was it was it started then. I started to pay attention to who they had and the coaches and all of that. But I was a, I, I was a fan of the lights. I mean, just like everybody else, the big lights, the yeah. USC, the Notre Dame, the Alabama, the Michigan, Texas, like all the, all the programs that you see on TV every week. Um, those were Penn state, like Penn state was really enticing to me at that time. Yeah. Um, like big programs, but I never thought about, the value of staying in state um, until I they actually started recruiting me. Um, and I mean, it was, it was, it, it was Clemson. It was South Carolina. I would, I would go to both. I, I only lived like 30 minutes from Clemson, maybe an hour and 15 minutes away from South Carolina, you know, so it was easy to get there. I saw the coaches a lot more often and I felt, the positive like okay as a 16 year old i mean this was just like a lot coming at me yeah you know but i also enjoyed it i i mean i enjoyed it i enjoyed all the attention um i was getting attention everywhere i went because south carolina is so small it's just like okay i like this positive it for for me at the time it was positive pressure and positive attention because I'm just like, heck, I'm getting I'm getting attention from everybody. My, I mean, teachers a little bit more nicer. Uh, the 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 opposite sex. I mean, I'm I'm getting more attention from girls. I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is, I like this. Um. So I mean, with that naive mindset, I mean, it was, yeah, it was all exciting. I I didn't know until my senior year, you know, I, I think I kind of wanted to stretch it out because I was enjoying all the attention. I I really didn't want it to end. Um, I made, I ultimately made the decision to go to South Carolina because of coach Spurrier. Um, I mean, you just, you just got to meet coach Spurrier. You just got to be in his presence. I mean, he's, he, he's like, he's a rock star. Like he, he's one, he's one of a kind. Um, and he's so himself, like who we see in the commercials, who we see uh, on the sideline is who he is, who he was in my home. Um, in 2009, when he came and sat with me and told me we're going to run the football, you know? So coach Spurrier, I mean, him coming to my house, telling you know, just being himself, being he's naturally a comedian. And I don't think he like really realizes that, you know, but it's like he's authentic, too. You know, so, I mean, it was just it was him. It was Coach Spurrier. I think a, a lot of people can understand that. And in our household, we are Steve Spurrier stands um, because we are Gator fans. Um, so I'm curious, like all of the things you said are so fascinating, but if you, if there's like a, a story or a funny moment that sticks out to you from oh just playing God. under him, I'm sure there are countless, right? Man, like there was not a day when we didn't walk into the meeting room where he wasn't being his theatrical self. Like that, that's just who, that's just who he is. He's just like animated and theatrical and <laughs> he's just, I mean, there there was one time in specific. It wasn't funny at the time, but now it's funny. Like I fumbled in the game. I keep bringing up these stories about how I fumbled. I fumbled in the game in 2011 versus Auburn, and we get to film on Monday, and 
when the fumble comes up, he has the remote to fast forward and rewind. So as the ball is coming out and coming, going back in, going out, coming back in, he kept, he kept fast forwarding and rewinding it. And, you know, he would like point at my fingers. And then I think, okay, I had some, I ordered some chicken wings the night before <laughs> at the, at the hotel. And he said, Marcus, is, is is it the grease from the is, is it the grease from the chicken fingers on my hand? And I'm just like I'm I'm embarrassed. Like I'm embarrassed <laughs> as hell in this moment. But like I look back on this, it, just like that is so classic, Coach Furrier. Like he did the quarterbacks. Oh my goodness! I, to be a quarterback <laughs> under Coach Furrier, you better have on a bulletproof vest, and you you better bring like. You better bring some courage to the party, because he is going to say offensive lineman too. Oh my goodness, oh, I didn't I get I didn't get it as bad as everybody really? else. And, and and when I say get it, like I mean like just the he had a it was just his way of motivating you. Like he would get on you, sure. uh, but like funny stories. I mean, I could there, there's too many because <laughs> everything he did was funny. That's awesome. Do you guys still keep up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't even have his number saved. I just type in his number because it's so easy to remember and I just call him. Um, yeah, I, I just. It, it's we, we, we still talk. He I mean, his memory is still like just sharp as anything. He'll bring up something from 1986 um, on, on third down. Um <laughs> in the third quarter uh, at, at Duke or wherever he was at that time. Um, yeah. I mean, it, Coach Spurry is amazing. He, he, awesome. he really is. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we could do a whole podcast episode on, on those stories. I'm sure. Easily. Easily. And if, you know, if he ever wants to join, we can have him share them. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> We'd be laughing the whole time. We wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to get any questions going. I believe it, but I'm sure he probably doesn't uh, love on your brother who went to Florida State. I'm sure, right? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, so at South Carolina, you have the storied career. Um, you, I'm reading my notes. The career record for rushing touchdowns and um, an iconic career. I, so many games, I'm sure, kind of come to mind. Does one maybe? stick out to you as the most memorable? Mm. Oh, man. If, if I had, okay, if I had to pick one, Alabama in, in 2010, it was, it was a perfect day. That That's really the only way to describe it. Perfect, like, like perfect offense, defense. Like I, we, we played flawless. Um, and we knew going into the game that we were going to win. Alshon Jeffrey went on. He did a he did a spill on um ESPN maybe three days before the game happened, and it didn't play until Saturday morning when we're all sitting in the hotel just waiting around until three thirty until we have to leave and go to the stadium. And Alshon said, came on, and we were all surrounded by the TV right after breakfast. He said, yeah, it's going to feel real good when we beat Alabama. And, you know, we all, like, just looked at each other. Like, yeah, like, left, we looked to our left, we looked to our right. And, 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 I mean, it was just something that we, like, we just knew. We knew for some reason that it was about to be a good day. And it was, I mean, Garcia played out of his mind. Um like every ball was on the money. Offensive line was opening up holes. I mean, against Marcel Darius and that defense. Like, I mean, it was just Dante Hightower, like, and then defense. I mean, golly. Our, de- our, our defensive line looked like some, like, monsters out there that day. And the, and the weather, like, the weather was just perfect, too. It was like 65. Amazing. Sun was setting early. I mean, it was – you couldn't really ask for a better day in Columbia, South Carolina either, and then the fans were into it. So, And then it, it, it was 
It was amazing. Do you remember your it performance was. that day? I, I, I remember my performance. Three touchdowns. Um, I was I was feeling it. I, I was feeling it. it. It was. I had some. I wouldn't say it was my best performance. It was my most gutsy performance. Like because I I was breaking a lot of tackles. I was seeing I was seeing holes that uh, I usually don't see. I, I guess. I mean, I was just running through. I was running through arm tackles. I mean, it was. It was something inside of us. Maybe Alshon, the before the game. I mean, it just kind of ignited us. Yeah. I don't know. I get, I get, uh, I get excited thinking about it. It it, it was fun. It, it it was a fun day too. It was a fun game. It wasn't. It wasn't any. You know what it felt? I mean, it, it felt effortless. I like that. I'm kind of hype thinking about yeah. it. It 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 felt. Yeah, it just felt like uh, all we had to do was like be ourselves, um, and that was enough. Yeah, that's awesome. I like how you mentioned the weather too, because you can definitely think back to for me games I've reported at or games I've been to as a fan where you're just like, this feels like college football mm. should feel right, like outside, yes. it's crisp and it's pretty, and everyone's happy. I love that. That's how it was this past weekend. I mean, two weekends ago when they played Tennessee and they beat Tennessee. I mean, the weather was it was a, it was a night game, and it was, I mean, maybe fifty five, and the aura was just all gamecock, and, and then the stadium yeah. was just like roaring. Um, it's a feel to it. It really is. It's an energy you can't see. Um, mm -hmm. that kind of takes over. So. Well, since you mentioned Tennessee, for those who don't know your story, would you take us back to that particular game day against Tennessee and um, the awful injury, maybe went, what went through your mind and how you overcame that adversity? Um, I did read that article that came out on ESPN a few weeks ago and kind of detailed just um, how, not shocking, I don't want to say, but just how um devastating it was not only for you and your family but for the entire state of South Carolina and I think for the college football world yeah yeah that I mean we were just talking about fields uh you know the fields of stadiums and the energy and um you kind of like just know it was <laughs> it was it was in the opposite direction that day um yeah. My mood was, my mood was eerie before the game. Um, before, before the game, my my, I, I don't know. I again, it was just a lot going on in my life. I don't think I was like I felt physically. I felt pretty good. Um, but it was like I had one foot in and one foot out almost like in terms of my career in college because I knew the prospects of going of going for I mean that's that's always looming in your mind like mm -hmm. your dream coming true going first round going to the NFL like anybody who's played I mean when you know you have that opportunity that's I mean that's something that you can't not think about yeah um but I don't know. It was a dreary day. It was noon, noon game. I knew we were going to run the ball a lot because Coach Spurrier said it. Um, I, I mean, I felt pretty. I felt pretty good physically. I went into it, and um, yeah, it, it was. It was in the second quarter. You know, we had scored. We were up. We were up against Tennessee, and. You know, I'd scored the the drive before, and you know we were just running our offense, and uh, we ran a power play. Power is just that's just pulling the guard. It's just a it's just one of one of the favorite plays probably of a running back that you that you run um, ever since you ever since you're young. Um, when you got a, a big guy in front of you, you just follow him, and I. You know, I didn't follow him. 
um, on that particular play because I saw an opening on the backside. And, you know, I was it, it was it was just a routine play when when it wasn't not nothing was special about it. it was just a routine play and heck the guy made a routine tackle uh but it it so like in those moments in that moment there's no you you lose sense of anything but what just ha- like you know something's wrong yeah but you don't you're not there you're 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 not there like you my hands i i I like vividly remember my hands like going directly to my knee and that wasn't me thinking that that wasn't me thinking when i did that my hands just went directly to my knee because i knew something just happened um i i ran through the hole he hit he hit me and I, I, my hands just went to my knee. I, I mean, that that's just, then I flip over. Obviously, I'm flipped over. I think I grabbed it before I even flipped over. My hands are on my knee, and I see my knee on the outside of my leg. And it's turned to the, it's turned inward. My leg is turned inward, and my knee, and my kneecap is on the outside of my leg, and I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel pain. There, there was no pain. There was no. It was just panic more than pain. It was like almost. I assume this is what it feels like to be in a car crash. I, I, I. I a car crash where your your body just like simply just goes into flight, fight or flight, and the ne- like the, the the sensors the the sensors in your body just completely like just stop. I mean, it hit my nerve, <laughs> so I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel my leg. I didn't feel the pain. Um, and yeah, I, I remember. I remember. I remember uh, Nick Jones. Nick Jones, my high school teammate. He's waving over. He's waving over Clint. That I mean, I remember that. I remember him waving. I, I knew something was. I knew something was wrong. Um, and then they got out there, and Clint took my hands off of my knee. He was trying to hold i mean i i guess it was like holding together something you're trying to hold together something that's been severed um and i remember asking him am i done i just kept asking that am i done am i done am i I, I said that like 10 times in a in a panic i look back you know i i did watch i've watched the video Really? I remember, yeah, I, I I threw my helmet. I don't remember doing that. I don't remember throwing my helmet off my head. But I do remember at I kept asking, "Am I done? Am I done? Am I done?" And he gave me this. He didn't even say yes. He gave me this. Um, this. It's it's only something Clint would do in such a humble way. It was just like like a head nod to to confirm that yeah, this is you're done. And you just like, like what? Like really? Like 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 now? Like right now? This is happening now. I mean, it's it's like you you just don't you you don't want to believe it. I mean, maybe yeah, you just don't want to believe that's happening. Um, how did I overcome it, Jordan? I. I don't know. Um, how did I overcome it? I, I didn't have a choice. Um, I, I, I had to. I didn't have a choice. I mean, I wanted to play in the NFL. Um, I wanted to give it one more shot. Yeah. 
I had a lot of support from the nation, from the world. I mean, my mom has over, I mean, over a hundred thousand letters in her garage right now from all over the world. I mean, like the world, like felt that moment and I felt their love. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it one more shot. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, in that moment, I wasn't thinking anything like I just, I just, hopefully I could walk again, but yeah, the, the world helped, the world pulled me up. The world pulled me up in that, in, in that instance. Um, and I got back up and I gave it another shot. Um, <laughs> I'm still, you know, nothing is, nothing is like, I, I look back at that moment and I'm, I'm, I'm such in a different place in life now. And I know it's because of that moment. Like I, cause I didn't, I didn't have a choice, but to face what was ahead. You know, some people aren't given a choice and I wasn't really given a choice, but to, um, get back up. The world pulled me up it, it, it is, is your answer to how did I overcome it? Um, it was it was tough. I mean, the, the the rehab was grueling, you know. But I eventually was able to jog and sprint and do some agility, and the 49ers were able to see that. And I got drafted, and it, it was be- it was it was it was beautiful. Um, not obviously not the career that I wanted in the NFL, but um, still. Still proud of myself for for going after it. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I'm so taken aback by all of the letters. Like, I think that says so much about what you meant to college football and to South Carolina and, like you said, just kind of the nation. Um, And I, I think I read, I'm not sure if it was on your website or elsewhere that um, it was hard to stay in South Carolina after that. And then you kind of hoped to move around and now you're in Oregon. Um, talk to me about that. Yeah. In South Carolina, I, when you have like the the, the pedigree uh, or, or career list that I've had, that I had on the field, you will always feel you will always feel like that's who you are. That's my identity. Um, and I felt that was my identity. That was who I that's who I am. I had to be this guy that I was that I've been since I've been 16 years old. I mean, that's really when the spotlight hit i mean hit on i mean i've 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 been a role model or some someone that people see in a different light for for like a really long time in south carolina in specific and that became a burden um it became a job it became exhausting um and because I was removed from football, I was no longer a football player, but in any context or any place that I walked into, I was reminded of that. And I felt like I had to turn on this charm to be that when I didn't even know myself. Um, I had no clue who I was outside of football. And if I stayed in South Carolina, I would I I would like succumb to that identity and and it never leave me and I never find like wonder and wonder and and and, and, and interest outside of the game interest in a skill outside of the game um so it was time for me to cultivate a new skill um 
learn some things, dive into some interests that I've neglected for a long time because of football, because of this persona that I was Marcus Lattimore. Um, Jordan, it just became a job. It, it, it became a job to be to, to be number 21, I guess. 20, 21 on the field. It, it, it was everywhere I went. I was I had to be that. And I was reminded of that. And I was taking pictures of that. I didn't want to. I'm not that anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to be that anymore. And. It was. Um, it, it was for my health, really, like I. It, it's not good to stay in that mode because you heck you. What what do you do with your time when you don't know what to do with your time? I mean, it's just it becomes like the devil's playground. Like, so I just start diving in the destructive shit. Like it was, it was just, it was, and it was because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Um, but you know, it was the Hall of Fame banquet. I was inducted into the Hall of Fame banquet at, at the University of South Carolina in 2019. And I felt empty receiving the jacket. Mm. I felt empty. I, I felt like this is supposed to be like a celebration, like a like a momentous moment. Like it's supposed to be, I'm supposed to be happy right now, but I'm not happy. And it 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 was it was like really revealing. It was like a revelation almost at that moment. And like three months, four months after that, I left. My wife and I, we left, and it, it was almost like something pulled. Like I had to leave, or, um, it, 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 yeah, it was just time. Like I, I, why am I not happy in this moment? Well, I, I mean, it was, yeah, it, it was strange time. It's it's been a, it's been a strange growth journey, but I'm. You know, I'm 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 thankful for it all. It's just been, you know, I look back at those moments. It's just like, yeah, I, it was it was telling me something. It was telling me something like, I mean, because at that time, I don't, I mean, I really, I didn't have integrity. I didn't I didn't feel confident. I didn't I didn't know who I was. But I'm receiving this jacket for a hall of fame i didn't i mean i didn't feel like a hall of famer if you if you're supposed to feel a certain way when once you put the jacket on so i mean it was yeah it was time to go and from there you moved to oregon yes and so you said you you didn't have interests outside of football and now you have so many um tell me a little bit about all of them i mean there's traveling and writing and blogging and all of those things. Where are we at now? Yeah. You know, I think I always had interests. I just never watered them. Yeah. Like I never fed my curiosities. I remember getting on a plane at 16 to Oregon uh, at the Nike headquarters. We were, oh, we were playing in the 707 tournament. And I remember looking out the window of the plane and seeing how green it was. You know, because people always ask, why Oregon? Why Oregon? Yeah. I mean, it's just like that image, number one, is implanted in my mind. Okay. I had visited there in 2018, like the year before I moved. And it was, I don't know, Oregon, Oregon is magical. Like it, like it's the it's the it's the most magical place. Like I, I'm talking about like outside of Portland, like that nobody knows about the nature is world renowned. Um, It's, I mean, some of the best parks I've ever been to in my life. Um, I mean, it's just a healing place. Like it's just so much space to like, just see God's beauty. Um, And yeah, it, but because of that, you know, because I'm in God's beauty, I have a lot of time to see what's in what's in what's in here, or or, or to analyze what's in here, and and 
um, I'm able to hear it. I'm able to hear people call it God. Some people call it Buddha, Jesus. You know, I call it nature. I mean, God is nature. Nature is God to me. Um, I'm able to hear so clearly, like silence. Like I'm not in noise. Like my whole life was filled with noise and busyness and being this person in a role. I had to play this role for so long. But in Oregon, I can hear. So and what I hear, I mean, I just write. And it comes out and, and, you know, I think my writing journey started um, just as a way to express my emotions. Um, Because I kept so much in for like a really, really long time. Um, Because I didn't know I didn't have any coping mechanism. I didn't I didn't have any coping. I didn't know what a coping mechanism was or a coping tool was. Um, so it just started as a way to express. And now I just, I just kept going. I just kept going and I kept reading and writing, you know, from people I admire, you know, bell hooks, Pima children. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in Eastern thought, Indian philosophy that, that has, like improve my health, uh, just learning how to breathe and just learning how to sit still every now and then. Those things I, I, I really prescribe to and I recommend. But I mean, right, like now I write, I type poetry live. Um, so I'll, I have a typewriter cool. and I type poetry for market goers at different markets and I mean, it's just, you know, one thing about football that it, that it I, I I really appreciate is that it it the 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 element of live performance, and I think I missed that. I think I missed the preparation of like a game, and like preparation of a challenge. And that's what like typing live poetry does for me. I do that. I narrate. Um, I, I have. I, I just narrate some things that I write. Uh, I, I um, am start. I'm starting a production company called Sashimi Pumpkin, and Sashimi Pumpkin is. <laughs> I was the the name comes from the show that I was watching. It was um, some of the best chefs around the world, and they were creating dishes. And it, it, the whole idea was to create something unique. And there were some chefs from Spain, I believe, in this particular episode. And they were doing sashimi. Um, sashimi for a dish. But they also did something with pumpkin. I don't know. It was just, and it was just something. And then... It was just something that 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 flowed with that for me. Yeah, sashimi pumpkin. I was like, it's different. It's weird. Memorable. It's me. Yeah, it's me. You know, it, it's it's you know, and you know, some of the things that I write, I mean, it, it's it's kind of unexpected from people because it's they never really knew me. They only knew, they only knew like one version. They only knew like one version of me. So I mean, it's like. It's unexpected, it's weird, it's different, and that's kind of my style. Um, when I'm having fun with poetry, you, you know, versus, um, you know, just journaling and, 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 you know, for my emotional health. When I'm having fun with, 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 with writing, it's, it's, I mean, it's just so weird, all the stuff. Um, because, I, you know, like you mentioned I, traveling. I mean, we, we travel pretty frequently, my wife and I, and... What's the coolest place you've been? Oh my goodness. Your favorite. Amsterdam's my favorite place on earth. But Joshua Tree Ooh, cool. puts like just puts me in a it's, it, it just puts me in a, a really, really 
um good place yeah it's 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 a special place did i read that you almost moved to france we that that was our initial move until the pandemic happened mm. so that changed up everything i was going to study psychology in 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 lyon and but i that yeah that that all changed and i ended up in oregon and um but we we, we have we met we have some friends in, in France and friends in Germany. My sister lived in Germany, cool. which is, you know, that connect, which is why, how that connection happened. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing like being in a, being in a new environment. Um, yeah. What's what, on the what, travel bucket list? Oh man. Or what, what place is next? Places. Japan. Nice. For sure. Um, I've never, I've been to, all up and down California, but I haven't been to San Diego. Oh, me either. I've heard it's I, amazing. Everybody says it's amazing. So San Diego, New Mexico, okay. New Mexico, and Japan. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Your wife, you met her in high school? Met her in high school. High school sweethearts? Were you together through, since? I, Jordan, I, w I, I wish I could say... <laughs> I, I wish I could say that it was a pretty picture, but I mean, again, like life was just so it's okay. busy and it just, it, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't pretty in high school. It wasn't pretty in college, but you know, we were doing our own thing. She was doing her thing. Okay. We were always friends. Amazing. Always friends. And after my second injury, it was just like, um, it, it, it was like, she checked in from a place that wasn't she checked in on me and it was from a like a you could like you know how you just feel somebody just genuine mm -hmm. and, and she cared about me like not even on an intimate or romantic level yeah and we kept hanging out and we kept hanging out and we kept and we hadn't stopped hanging out since so how many years have you been together or married We've been married. We're going on. We're going on. Golly, we are going on eight years. Oh my gosh! Eight years. So you're gonna plan a big tenth anniversary trip? Maybe that's Ooh. Japan. Oh, right. You're on to something. Yes. Um, I'm manifesting that right now. Yeah. Okay, manifest it. I make a list. Um. Now that, I mean, I haven't traveled to a ton of places, but once you have the travel bug, like you just keep wanting, you keep wanting to go. So I have like a running list, even if it's domestic places, like you said, San Diego, what's next? Mexico. Um, what's next is I have a trip to plan in March, but I don't, I don't know where to go. March. Um, you, but you want it, nice weather? I, I am going to have to, because right now I'm in Chicago and it's freezing. So by then I'm going to want something like tropical-ish. Yeah. But I'm from South Florida, so that in itself is a vacation, but I want something like relax, relaxation. Mm. Um, so the brainstorm is on. Um, what do you like to do to relax? Like, is it Oregon, like outdoors? You said meditation, did I hear? Um, yeah, definitely sit still for about 20 minutes a day. Um, I just sit, yeah, just sit. I, 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 I I want a hammock. I don't okay. know if you've ever been in a, have you ever been in a hammock? I have been in a hammock. Okay. It, it's <laughs> that, that was life changing for me. <laughs> I, I, it was my first time like a month ago and everything kind of like just unclenches. Like you, like yeah. you can't really, you, you can't move. You can't. Yeah. You, you, you just, everything, all your muscles just let go. So I'm gonna get a hammock, but what do I like to do to relax? I get massages. Yeah. Um, definitely get massages. And I enjoy acupuncture too. Oh, okay. I've never I, tried it. I the science, the science behind it, um, I'm not clear on. Okay. I'm not clear on, but I hundred percent feel better after I do it. And it's probably just because I'm sitting still. Yeah. Yeah. What about your, I always like to ask people this, what's your morning routine like day to day? Ooh. That's a good one. 
Um, sit still. Take the dog. Walk. Exercise. Read. That's that. That's that's for the most part. The past two weeks, I've been traveling, so it's been, you know, trying to adjust to time zones, and so yeah. it's been it's been a little little difficult. But yeah, sit still, take the dog on the walk, exercise, read. Do you like to read nonfiction? You said. Oh man, I've been in the Toni Morrison lately, and she okay. is just. Um, it's a fiction, it's a fictional story, but she is just a, golly, I mean, her whole book, like the book I'm reading that right now, The Bluest Eye, it's on the banned book list. Oh, okay. And it's. Oh, it's it's from schools. It's, it's, I don't, yeah, it's definitely banned from schools, um, but it's, 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 it's heavy, but she is such a poet. It's just uh, amazing. Um. Yeah, so I'm reading fiction right now. Okay, I like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm up next is a, a book that I already read, but I want to reread it. What's that? It's called uh, "Welcoming the Unwelcome." Okay. It's it's by Pima Children. She's a Buddhist, uh, a Buddhist teacher, but practical for any religion, any belief, any creed. And then, it, did I read that you are writing a book? I know you're writing a lot of things, but h- how's the progress on that? Yeah. Um, at a standstill, because I've been <laughs> because I've been writing so much poetry, and I've just been I, I, I'm like zeroed in on that. I've cool. been zeroed in on it. the The book that I'm working on is a manual more than a manual for high profile. It's really, really a niche. High profile high school student athlete. How to navigate stardom. How to navigate football stars. Yes. I think that's, I mean, the riches are in the niches, niches, you know? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I'm gonna come back to it, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm on poetry right now, and I, I, I mean, I, I got two, I have that, and I also have a fictional story called "The Day Before." It's okay. a short story; it's about nine pages. It's called "The Day Before," and it's about, <laughs> it's about a, a high-profile high school student athlete. Um, okay. Obviously, pulling a lot from personal experience and turned it into a short story that's pretty it's pretty intriguing yeah that's awesome yeah um i always ask everyone this what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or a piece of advice you've lived by wow best piece of advice i've ever received or maybe for you as a mentor a piece of advice you offer i'll 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 answer both. <laughs> don't the, the best piece of advice I've ever received up until this moment. Don't overwhelm others with your generosity. That can scare people off. Um, in the way he described it, you know, because a lot of people aren't ready for all of you mm-hmm. so give people bits and pieces um best best advice or advice that i give oh man well it's always in context and it's always personal um listen consciously consciously listen to other like people that. um don't have a ready made response just 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 listen just just practice 
Okay, practice listening. Because it's not something that comes natural. It's yeah. a good one. Um, do you watch college football now? I mean, I know you have your podcast, which I mean, we're on a Believe Network, so we can plug. Um, that's Believe in Gamecocks, or is it Believe in South Carolina? I know I should know this. Believe in South Carolina. <laughs> Believe in South Carolina. Do you do you enjoy? Because I've met a lot of athletes who you know they don't necessarily love watching their sport. Do you enjoy that on the weekends? I enjoy watching football. I enjoy watching any football. Yeah. Not just not just Carolina. Um cuz I'm 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 just a I'm a fan of like I'm a fan of people. Um I mean, how can you not watch Caleb Williams? You right. Know, or I mean, uh, anytime Texas is on, like I don't know. It's yeah, college football is awesome. It's the best. It's awesome. Um, what else do you like to do to fill your days before I let you go? We've been talking for almost an hour, which is you know up there on my what do I do my to records. fill my days? You're very easy to talk to. I mean, I'm pretty Jordan. I'm pretty simple. I, I think I mean, we I like you have a lot to fill your days. I mean, we poetry, writing. Walking yeah. the dog, doing all the things. I mean, it's not like I, you're not busy. I, I like, I definitely, I, I enjoy cooking. Okay. Um, I enjoy cooking. Um, I mean, I got, I mean, the there, there's a, there's so many good parks here. Like, I mean, I could try a different one. Yeah. Every day of the month. I mean, every, every day within a month. Um. There, there's redwoods here. I go to redwoods pretty often, like redwood trees. To the, and it's just so that's therapeutic. You ask me how do I relax? That's therapeutic. Just going to hang out in the redwoods. Um, what else? I mean, I watch, I watch TV. I watch TV at night. Um, <laughs> what have you binge watched lately? Or just oh watched? my goodness, Wednesday, Whoa. Wednesday from the Adams Family. Yes, I've heard it's good. Oh my goodness, it's not scary, it's, is it? She is. Or is it spooky? <laughs> it's spooky. She she is spooky. Wednesday okay. is spooky. She I have is. I think uh, about watching it then. But man, it, it's it's good. It's good. Okay. Um, I might have to. You've been really selling Oregon, and I've never been there, so I might have to add that to the list. Jordan, I, I I can't I can't say I can't say enough good enough good things about Oregon. Like okay. Crater Lake National Park. Just put it on your list. Please put I'm it on. I'm sold. Cuz I I can't I can't I can't even describe it. Yeah. Well, um this has been so wonderful and I've learned so much about you. I hope everyone else has taken away as much as I have and I just so appreciate you sharing so much and giving us the scoop and then some. Where can everyone find you? www.marcuslattimore.com Marcus Slattimore on Instagram. I'll be more active there um, coming up for sure with Sashimi Pumpkin coming out. Uh, Sashimi Pumpkin will, will be uh, official uh, in January 2023. Nice. Uh, but for updates, my website, and I want to thank you for creating a space that allows me to talk freely um for, like just to be myself um i don't i don't take that i don't take that for granted at all that means so much to me um really so you're welcome anytime um and i just so appreciate you so thank you thank you and um we should do it again i think uh, we could talk for i mean we had an hour How's whenever that? you want <laughs> we whenever could, you want hours and hours um i think we would have a lot to talk about and hey maybe we'll invite coach spurrier next time let's do it okay no, no like for real uh, i'm in <laughs> say less marcus Lattimore. thank you so much this has been a blast i really appreciate it thank you